The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hello, I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I'm so happy and grateful to be here with you all today. Thanks so much for tuning in. I think you're really going to love our show. You know me, I love talking to other psychics, and we have a fantastic psychic today, Marianne DeMarco. She is an internationally renowned psychic medium and and author. She's written quite a few books. And we're going to talk today about how to develop your intuitive gifts, not only to help yourself, but perhaps more importantly, to serve other people. And so welcome to the show today, Marianne. It's so nice to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, oh, so me too. Um, And you really have like, you know, quite a wonderful pedigree as a psychic. You've been, like I said, you've the author of two books, Media Mentor and Ask, Believe, Ask and Act, act, Mm -hmm. right? And I know you've been, you know, sort of psychic to many famous people. Um, You've been on all the media outlets like the New York Times, Dr. Oz Show, Women's Health, um, and really have like, I think helped and served so many other people. And, and one of the things that I think is really beautiful about your work and a little bit different that I really resonate with is that your, your work is a lot about ser- helping us sort of polish up our psychic gifts so that we can be in service to other people. Yes. Yes. I, I really feel drawn to share the work. I just remember, and maybe you, I'm sure you can relate, you know, just sort of trying to understand these abilities so many years ago myself and trying to find information to access that was yeah. a little tough, you right. know? Um, so it took quite a few years for me to finally find a psychic class, you know, a, a people of like mind. And when I, I felt called to write my first book and for the same reason too, but especially now I just feel like people are really wanting this information. So I was happy to share it. Yeah. The same thing. Like I, like, when I was growing up, there were no people like us that were, there was no radio shows talking about psychics or no psychics on TV. Like, you know, I ended up, I found like three books in the library, you know, there was like Yuri Geller on Spoon Bending and yeah. <laughs> Edgar, yeah. Casey, Edgar Casey. Edgar Casey was a big one. I mean, I remember, you know, seeing James Van Prague and, uh, and when John Edward came on, I was like, big oh. Deal. 
you know, because yeah. when he came on, I remember looking at the screen and, and I now know this is my guide speaking for me, but I, I said, oh, I could do that, that I'm supposed to do that. And, uh, and then it, you know, it started to get a little normal, quote unquote, normal, you know, thank goodness. Right. Yeah. 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 I know. Like I, I remember I was like 12 and I snuck into the movie theater to see the movie Poltergeist. Right. <laughs> and, um, and there was this professional psychic, you know, yeah. like this little, this little lady, yes. Zelda, she's a professional. And I remember sitting there going, Oh my God, you yes. do that. You I do did. that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. You Lots know? of imitations of that, of that woman went on in our household. You know? <laughs> Lots of imitations. And, you know, it's just a very normal thing. I was really fortunate to have a mom who made this very normal. I was That's going good. to meditation classes with her. I was going to spiritual seminars with her uh, at five, six, seven, eight, nine years old of yeah. learning about higher levels of consciousness and ascending masters. And although my mom's, you know, tried to make it as normal as possible, it was really wooey. And mm -hmm. I felt very outside of uh, the norm. So I, yeah. I, I, but I understand it now is a wonderful foundation for me. And I tap into that information now so often I'm so grateful for, but there was nothing really out there that felt like, oh, everybody's doing it. I feel yeah. you. My parents were hippies, and so they took me to transcendental meditation when I was ten. There you go. <laughs> so my little sister, yeah, you know, I the same yeah. thing. Like that's I was like, you know. So and then they did this um the Silva method when I was in high school. Mm, that that mm -hmm. was like really good training for me. And yeah. Um, and so how did you how did you discover your gifts? Like, were were you always with? Were they always with you, or did they yes. kind of come on? They were always with me. I I I don't remember a time not realizing that there was something going on around me. I normalized it for myself. I didn't think it was unusual. I thought everybody could do it, but I was very much in tune at a very young age. I just didn't know how to corral that information or process the energy. And so it was a little, you know, haphazard. I was letting every image in, you know, I just didn't realize that I had an ability that needed to be fine-tuned. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and that didn't come to me until I was in my thirties. My mom actually went to John Edward when he was very, very young. And wow. he said to her, your daughter is psychic. She just doesn't know how to do it. And I remember when he, when she came home and she told me that I said, well, can he teach me? Because I, I really understood it as I was very fortunate to not experience anxiety with it or uh, anything heavy around it. I just knew that it was there and that I was supposed to do something with it. And that was, that was really it. When I got into my thirties, I met a wonderful woman named Pat Longo, who's a wonderful spiritual teacher. And I wound up going to her thinking she was a psychic medium. I thought, oh, I'm going to go get a psychic reading. You know, I was in the middle of uh, chaos in my life. I was in the a divorce and I was, had just, we just lost a family member. And I thought, oh, let me go get a reading. And she said, oh, I don't do readings. I teach you how to get in touch with your abilities. And I thought, I said to her, oh, I'm supposed to see you now. And I started taking her classes and then she just made it click. I finally understood how to connect all that information. And then with just in a couple of weeks, I was reading people. Wow. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah, it was great. It was a gift. And this book, Media Mentor, that's your latest book. Tell us a little bit about that. That seems like it's more geared towards helping other people get their gifts at their fingertips. It is. Uh, this book for me was very cathartic. 
in a lot of ways too, because it was so nice to just have that information pour out. You know, my books are channeled and I just felt really called to share information with people to help wake them up. And that's what my guides were saying. You know, we need to wake them up. Let's wake them up. And I started putting all this information together and I didn't think I would write another book quite honestly. And when it started pouring out of me, I was, I was so happy to share that information. I got really excited at helping people uh, at the idea of helping people make connection to their abilities, their intuitive selves, continuing a relationship with their loved ones, understanding that they are, it is, it is okay, giving them permission to do that, uh, waking up the light within themselves. And this information for me um, just felt so good to share. I was really grateful to have it uh, be guided to me. Don't you notice it seems like so many people that are psychic abilities are waking up? First of all, I think more and the kids that are coming in are more oh, and more yeah. psychic, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. than they were. And yes. and then and everybody just seems to be like leveling up their abilities, on feeling themselves as an empath or understanding their psychic abilities. Um I my my feeling is that it's sort of part of our human evolution, a part of the shift of consciousness that we're Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Tell me what you think. Why is that happening? I I completely agree. Twenty twenty came and um I found myself with an overwhelming amount of phone calls to learn, to te- can you teach me? Can you teach me more? And I knew that this was the time to do it. I, I realized that all of that channeling and automatic writing, what my guides were bringing to me, they kept calling me teacher. I realized now that this was the moment because this shift that has taken place, that veil that has gotten so thin, it's undeniable to people. And I think what you're seeing is that for me, I, I believe that children that are coming into this space now into our human realm are really awake. I don't know yeah. that they're going to sleep. This world is very polarizing. And I think that they need these abilities in order to process their journey here in a way that, you know, you and I maybe couldn't figure out or generations before us couldn't figure out, but they are going to need these tools. And so as we uh, learn, we teach as we learn, we give, and I do feel like it's a call call to action, very much so. That's so cool that you said that. I love that. That it's like people from our generation. Maybe we were really psychic as children. I, I talk to a lot of people this way, and something bad happens, or your parents <laughs> kind of freak out about it, or you hit high school and you're really like dedicated to being normal, and yeah. so we, sh- we shut down the gifts and then we reopen them again, maybe when we're older. You know, right, right. Yeah, and it sounds that's the pattern that happens for a lot of us. But it sounds like what you're saying is this generation isn't going to have to do the shutdown. I don't think they're. Go- I don't think they were. I don't think they're wired to shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need think, it now. We need- right. I think we need it, and I think uh, they need it very much. So uh, again, the, the images that are thrown at them, being empathic selves, souls that we are, I think that they're going to need these tools, and that it's it, more and more we're seeing permission for lack of a better word, you know, to access them. And I think they're the older generation above them, you know, their parents and, you know, people like ourselves are coming more and more to the front forefront and people just wanting to learn this information to give it over to themselves and to others. Yeah. To process it differently. And there's room for all, you know, this is, this is an ability that we should all be able to awaken within ourselves and share with each other. And I think it's a beautiful way to continue positivity and love for one another in this world. If we can share this type of uh, empowerment within ourselves, why not? It's good. Yeah. It's so beautiful to see you like share. You have a lot of tools and, and, and real practical things in your book. And back in the day, like, um, you know, when I was starting out as a psychic, 
psychics were like notoriously territorial. They're like tired. They still are. They just have this like huge yes, like, territory and they're like, don't get on my territory. You know, weren't you surprised by that? I was surprised. I, yeah. I really did not think that uh, that was the case. I, I was like, wow, it really triggered my ego. To be quite frank, I talk about that in the book. I was shocked. And I'm, I'm a naturally competitive person. I mean, I played sports as a kid. I like to, I feel ambitious in certain areas of my life, but I'm also like real quiet and like, like my home space, you know, but I was very, uh, I was shocked that, that it, it, I allowed my ego to be triggered so much. And then I learned how to kind of work with that. But yeah, you are right. They are territorial about their space. And I am a firm believer in there's room for all. So I love talking about other psychics and congratulating them on their work because to me, it just makes this all more normal. It demystifies it for so many. And so can't we just spread the word collectively? Can't we? I mean, you can't, I've always been like you, like, can't we just all collaborate? Like yes. we're stronger together. We're strong. We're, you know, we can support each other and, and um, get all get farther along if we do that, you know, kind of. Agreed. Agreed. I've never been that like, I, you know, and we're helping the we're helping the collective. I mean, and isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? We are conduits. I would say know? there's enough miserable, unhappy people on the planet for every healer. <laughs> for <laughs> every healer, there's enough deceased loved ones for all of us to access. You know, it's never going to end. Yeah, so, there's yeah, no need, I, there's I, there's no need no to need like be stingy about it, right? I agree. I've got you, Lisa. I got your back. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right. Me too. You. We'll be like okay. that together. <laughs> good. Good. Yeah. So, um. What do you think? Like sometimes somebody just asked me the other day, like, is everyone psychic? Yeah. Is that something we all have? I believe so. I believe that we all have the ability to access our clairs and to utilize them in order to connect to the other side, continue relationships with our loved ones, to access our angels, our guides, to read energy, read the energy of a room. I think mm. that you can, there's plenty of ways that you can do it for yourself. I think that we also can give very channeled advice to people. Uh, when I, when we are giving advice with people, we should be asking spirit to give us the words to serve so that we can give over uh, the best guidance that we can, where that information is coming from. Are we accessing it as a medium, as a psychic? That's a little different. I don't know that everybody has the ability to access someone else's loved ones and then give that information over. Um, uh, but we certainly can read energy for them and we can uh, help each other in that way. And, and of course, our, ourselves first. Yeah, I think sometimes people think it's so complicated because it's like the the myths and misconceptions we get from, you know, this the media portrayals of psychics mm -hmm. or what psychics sort of the tortured psychic we see in like movies or somehow like only different people, only special people and like you kind of fall down on the floor and twitch and have fits and you know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not I saying that never happened. I am my but... crystal ball. I don't have my cave. Everybody's oftentimes I'll hear you're so normal. Right. And I always feel like, well, yeah, so are you. And it, it isn't something that, uh, do I think that certain people have a heightened ability to it? Totally. You know, do I feel like you and I are very fortunate to grow up in households that they were like, yeah, that's what's going on. You're completely tapping in and, and we'll access that more. And do I feel like others were learned a lot of fear and, and taught to forget about it or there's judgment around it? I see it every single day in my students. So I know yep. that it still goes on and still exists. Still does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so you can have people, your parents throwing holy water on you. Yes. Or, you but, know. There, 
they're more and more though are they're ignoring that and still and and paying attention to their psychic pull and saying i don't think that that is serving me well and when i hear other psychics or and this is what i hear from my students when i hear this spirituality being spoken about in this form i feel so drawn to it and what i love is that they are being reminded of their truth mm-hmm. and come and and choosing to walk in that space and i'm seeing that more and more i'm sure you are as well yeah totally i am yeah it's yeah. a beautiful thing mm-hmm. yeah cuz i mean i feel like we can use these skills to help us navigate our way through our own lives in a more soulful way it's always pulling us towards a more authentic and soulful way of being. And when we get really in the flow of that, we can serve. So tell, tell me about the service part, because I really think that's so beautiful and so unique. The way that you talk about it is like these gifts are for a reason. And the reason is not only for helping us, but really for helping other people. Yeah. I think that when we learn how to utilize it for ourselves first, in a way that we, we also understand that we're not getting out of anything. Yeah. Here on earth, right? We're not, we're not getting out of anything, but that this is a comprehensive tool that we can use here in order for us to follow the breadcrumbs that spirit can show us to navigate through our lives. That we have a responsibility, I think, to be a light worker in life and to be kind and to give it over to others. And to me, if you, there's so many different ways that you can do that. You do not have to be a psychic medium to do that. You could be a healer uh, and help and give somebody guidance just in a conversation, in a kind word pay it forward in some way, Uh, throw somebody a text that you were thinking about. If they pop into your mind, there's a reason, pay attention to that intuition, make a phone call. Even there's a novelty, right? Get on the phone and let them hear your voice. Uh, Those throw somebody a compliment. If you feel compelled to even a stranger, there's something about that. There's something about paying attention to that energy that for me is undeniable guidance from the other side and part of our human existence and why we're here. We see so many polarizing images in, in the world. If you feel called to sit in prayer or sit in meditation in that moment, to just send that en- that moment light, that energy light in some way, I'm, I promise you there are p- other people that are doing it and that's a collective force that can be received. It's really exciting, so exciting. to do that. Yeah. So it doesn't have to look like a formal spiritual business. It right. can really be something that serves you authentically and just putting good intentions out there for somebody, including yourself always. It's good stuff. Right? That, that's it. You're doing it. And it means it makes a difference. It means something. So beautiful. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right. We are back with Marianne DeMarco talking about her wonderful book, Medium Mentor. So... Marianne, I know you've got some really good practical tools inside your book. What are some things that we can start with to, if we want to really maximize our psychic ability, what do we do? I think the first thing you start with is doing things that are cathartic for yourself. Start with that. Start with things that you feel like raise your vibration. We always hear, let's raise our vibration, right? What's going to get you in a good mood, basically? What's going to get you feeling happy? Are you going to take a walk and listen to music? Are you going to do some yoga practice? Are you going to do some meditation? Are you going to write? Maybe it's automatic writing and allowing yourself to journal from spirit. I, I think anything that serves you well is a wonderful foundation. And then you can move into more tools of the trade. Maybe you like pendulums or cards. Maybe you want to learn the tarot or astrology. So again, something, an area of interest. What I love is that our guides will give you these things. They'll tell you, you'll see the repetitive theme around you. Somebody will start talking about Oracle cards. You'll see a deck that you thought was really pretty. And then someone else brings it up to you and it's undeniable. It shows up in your newsfeed, right? So you, right. then you get those cards. And then you could take it deeper than that. When you feel like you want to feel drawn to spiritual classes, take those. Uh, getting online and just looking around, at, at, again, at, at a programming that serves you well, that is full of information and enhancing your abilities that way. I always trust that you don't have to reach for these things, that they'll be revealed to you, receive them, and then, of course, act on them to help yourself get started. You know, do you think sometimes they fall in our laps, right? Like somebody randomly gave me a deck of the Rider Waite Tarot cards when I was 16. Mm-hmm. yeah you know? exactly like, random yeah random totally it was yeah. totally random mm-hmm. there, she was like i barely know you and i don't know why i'm doing these to you <laughs> don't go. you think spirit loves to show off i mean i always feel like that's mm-hmm. them showing off they do such a good job when we realize that it's again like it's it's not like i love what you said said before that everybody thinks it's such a big thing that it's you know much so much more complicated than it actually is it's really just us receiving and paying attention but we have to play our active role in that Yes, yes, we do. We have to kind of meet meet halfway. Like, sure do. You know, like we can see the the doorway, but we've got to walk through it. That's right. And you say one of your one of the most important steps once we kind of get tuned in is to keep our ego in check. Mm. Okay, t- let's talk about that. So tricky. tricky, so tricky and fresh that ego, but it will always show up. The ego is going to tell you 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 can't do that. You made that up. That's in your mind. I think the, some people think I'm talking about the ego as bravado. Uh, no, be tenacious. Go out there. Be ambitious. Do your things in life. Manifest big and then bigger. Allow all that to come into the forefront, but absolutely give yourself permission to do it. The ego is going to deny that of you. The ego is going to want to mess with you and say, you're not good enough. You're not worthy of it. Again, just like doubt and fear, we can't quite push it away, but we want to work with it. So when ego shows up, I think I say in the book, it shudders when I realize it because I'm like, ah, you come, you've come, you've come to mess with me today. And then I go into my spiritual practice. I start hearing guidance from my angels and loved ones on the other side. And I ask, why is it, why is it here? What is it doing? And then I get to work with it. And I understand the lesson that I need to learn in that moment. 
and then I apply the lesson and I move forward. I think it's always like a conflict in a way between the ego part of the self, which really could be our inner critic or could be in our inner child. It's sort of some yes, yes. like more vulnerable part of us. Mm -hmm. For me, it's always at odds with my soul self, which mm -hmm. is like pushing me forward, usually at an uncomfortably fast pace. <laughs> like, I, you know, and that. my mm -hmm. personality is like, no! What are you doing? <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting uh, because you can go so deep with it. And I like to ask my guides when it's showing up, same thing with doubt and fear. When doubt and fear shows up, what, show me the root, show me where this started. Right. What is it in this moment that's triggering me to uh, feel this or, and, and, and why am I allowing it to escalate? Cause usually that's what happens, right? We allow it to escalate and then it gets into our thoughts. Kind of go down the rabbit hole. Yes. You go down the rabbit hole and then the anxiety yeah. follows and then you're all a hot mess. So I try to get to the root and I do that in the meditation. Usually I want to be shown a memory, whether from this life or past. And I see, you know, what the, what the message is, why am I supposed to learn it? And does it mean it's not going to show up again? No, it's totally going to show up again, but I have something to, combat it with. I have something to say, I see you, but I'm going to behave in, in a flow rather than in a resistance. Yeah. I love how you, um, how you talk about that. Cause it feels like more like you're bringing a lot of compassion, compassion to yourself and also seeing that as an opportunity for healing. Like something is arising inside of you that if you consider where's the roots, um, you could provide healing for that mm -hmm, piece mm -hmm. instead yeah, of just I mean like plowing through it. When you rec I think it, it took me a long time to recognize that this is a school still and you're, you're forever learning. And so we might as well optimize our time here. There's a reason for it that we are being presented these lessons and soul contracts and, and, and whatever, however it presents itself. And so I just thought, well, let's be productive about it and let's be very clear that acting from the ethereal all the time or being in that vibration all the time does not get us out of understanding the human experience. And so I decided, oh yeah, yeah, they want me to combine all of this. We have one foot in and one foot out. And we understand that we are being drawn to even uh, human realm modalities that can help us. You know, yeah. we have to pay attention to therapists and doctors and exercises and whatever serves our vessel and our mind and our soul in different ways. And if we can figure that out, I, I just think that it it really makes for a productive and empowering moment while we're here. At least that's my hope. I think that's beautiful. I love that. I mean, Thank I tend you. to see everything in in the terms of like where where's the healing, you know, where right, right. where's the growth, right? And you deserve that, don't you? Yeah. You deserve that healing, especially when we, we are, uh, you know, giving out to so many others, not just the psychic mediums, it's everybody in our lives. You know, when you are always giving out your energy and giving out your chi, you know, you have to remember to replenish that and that your experience is equally if, as valid. You, you've got to give that back to yourself because then we go back to, again, what we teach, we, what we learn, we teach. Super important. So, so important. So what, what are some of the common messages like you, you know, uh, that when you hear, I was talking to my mom the other day and she said to me, which really surprised me because she's such a spiritual person. Hmm. She said, I'm not really sure I believe in the afterlife. I hmm. like, no, I should, but do I really? And um, <laughs> I don't know, like, and I said, well, I've been, t I've talked to like, a, you know, thousands of dead people on the other side. They all tell me pretty much the same thing. Yeah. You know, but what, what is it like? What are the common things that you hear? 
From the other side? Yeah, from the other side. We are well and good. We are with you. Uh, they've always, it's also a feeling, Lisa, which I know you can identify with. It's, it's a feeling of being released from worldly woe. Yeah. Like a um, relief. Yes. So relieved. They've learned their lessons and maybe they're even still learning some of them, but in a really uh, beautiful and peaceful way. I've seen, I've seen souls being schooled, um, you know, and that maybe they didn't have the most savory of lives here and they're kind of understanding why the choices were made that they did, or maybe it was something that was out of their hands, you know, uh, physically or mentally. So they're showing me these types of things and it's very consistent and it's, there is nothing to be forgiven. Often I will have people saying, are they mad at me? They're not mad at you. I've never had a spirit come in and say, just tell them totally ticked off. I can't believe, (laughs) you know, I've never had that message come through, but there is, and that there is purpose that there is a a continuation of life that they're not kind of like sitting and hanging around on a cloud. Like there's, there's more to that. And to me, you know, death is just a part of life. It's transition over into the next. Yeah. Yeah. And what, and what are some of the signs that, you know, because uh, a lot of times I think they deliver signs and messages to the living ones here, really tangible things. And oh, yeah. yet we sometimes don't recognize them for that, for being a message. I mean, people often ask for cardinals and feathers and I always tell people uh, get really creative you know, like I've asked for peacocks at some point. I asked, I asked for turtles. I, and they'll show you, they'll be happy to show you that. And it's not just those types of signs. I mean, you can hear messages being delivered through others to you, not just a psychic medium. Pay attention to, uh, hey, I had a dream about your mom last night and she said this. You know, they're going to get to anybody that they can uh, to give over message. And they're letting you know that they are in your lives. I think it's really easy and, and maybe you can, confirm this for me too. I think it's really easy for people to, oh, a feather landed on me today and that was great, but they never extend why the feather landed on them. What is your loved one trying to say to you? Are they comforting you? Are they letting you know that you are here? And then, so sometimes I feel like spirit can give you a jarring message, very in your face uh, to get your attention. Maybe the feather means you just need to lighten up. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Use your own frame of reference too. let yourself work on the translation. What does the feather mean to you? Now you're really uh, practicing that clairvoyancy in a great way. And you're practicing your claircognizance, your inner knowing of what it, what does it truly mean? And don't doubt it. Don't doubt it at all. Yeah. It's so amazing. I was, my dad passed away in 2020 and um, he doesn't come around that often, but the other day I had this really intense message from him Mm. and I was like, Oh, I was like, oh, my God, it's so nice to talk to you. And I was like, give me a sign. You know, like, even though I just totally had this conversation with him, I, I still wanted the sign. And um, and this clock, I have, like, his old clock that he loved this clock so much. And it is dead broken. Like, it's been broken for a year. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it started ringing t- timing. Oh, I love that. It didn't have batteries. It's not co- connected to any <laughs> power source. And it was I timing. love it. I, I like, love it. And then it's gratitude. Yeah. You know, thank you for showing up. Thank you for being here with me. Don't doubt it. I always tell people too, I I do a a meditation in the book called Meeting Hours in Heaven. Mm -hmm. Go there with your loved one. Go to that special place that you guys had. Go to the house you grew up in. Sit with your loved one. Let your imagination get good and in on it and allow the pictures to be vivid and clear because that is them helping you make that connection anyway. Don't question it at all. Love it. So, so Marianne, 
how can people reach you? I know you have online classes and you've got a lot of um, just beautiful things available on your website. If people want to read your book or reach you in some way, what's the best way to do it? If you want to learn about what I have going on, you can go to mariannedemarco.com and sign up for my newsletter. And I'm always, uh, you know, always trying to do something online or with classes of workshops, working on some live events now. Yay, finally, oh, like, kind of coming good, out. It? Yeah, it's been a while, yeah. yeah. And the book, uh, Media Mentor, is available wherever books are sold, Amazon, Indie Books, Barnes & Noble. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope everyone runs right out and reads your book because I thought it was beautiful and I just love the spirit that you have around the work that you're doing and mm -hmm. so needed and, and helpful and necessary right now. Oh, thank you so much for that. And whenever you want a psychic sister to uh, talk to, I've got your back. There's room for all. Yes. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, right, right back at you, honey. It's been such a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much. It's been lovely to be here. And thanks for all of you for listening to us. Um, I'm Lisa Campion. If you want to know more about me, I hope you come and visit me at my website, lisacampion.com. I really specialize in helping emerging psychics, empaths, and healers fully step into their gifts because man the world needs all the healers can get right so come come by and um and and connect with me i'd love to hear you um so don't forget to subscribe to the show thanks so much for being here subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts i know you're not going to want to miss a word of the inspiring conversations that we have here every week right here on mind body spirit fm I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.